Oh, hey guys, welcome back to the Namaste podcast, a podcast dedicated to uplifting the soul, discovering connections between spirituality, mindset, and wealth. I'm your host, Melissa Malati, and I am super pumped to share this episode of the show. I actually recorded this about two months ago, um, but as a lot of you know that are a part of my Discord or just a part of my YouTube channel, you know that I have been in the process of moving and so I have been putting off a lot of my episodes, been recording them, but haven't been been able to edit them and really like take the time and give them the TLC that they've needed. So I'm excited to finally share this episode with previous guest Barun Gorain. I had him come back into the studio and just enlighten us once again with his wisdom and knowledge. And he's just the most grounded, beautiful soul. And I needed to speak to him again. <laughs> and I'm actually hoping to possibly have him on as a regular from now on we have been in the talks to see what kind of um, sort of mini series we could do together. We're working on it, guys. If you have any thoughts or ideas, please feel free to message me via my new website, which you may or may not know of. It's the namaslaypodcast.com website. Yes, I have officially launched it. And anyone that's a part of the Discord or a, a part of the YouTube channel, you guys would know about it. Uh, but if you are just listening from iTunes, Spotify, you know, um, iHeartRadio, wherever you might be listening from, and you didn't know that I have a Discord channel for the show. Everything Namaste is talked about on my Discord channel as well as it's a place where people can come and just feel a little bit more uplifted. We're a very positive goal-oriented community where we talk about our goals, we talk about what we're grateful for, and we just try to lift each other up into that good feeling state. So if you want to join it, I will leave the link to the Discord in the description box for this episode, as well as if you didn't know that I am quite active on YouTube now with, of course, the Lunchtime Sunshine series. It has continued on there since I have quit Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you didn't know that, I made a whole video about it on YouTube. You can check it out and hear my <laughs> interesting reasoning <laughs> for doing that. Uh, but however, yes, I'm on YouTube at Melissa Milati is the YouTube channel. So everything Namaste and all of these sort of spiritual ideas and of course my psychic readings will be continuing on there. And of course TikTok as well under that alchemist girl. And don't ask me why I decided to make that <laughs> the username. I just really want to be an alchemist guys. Just love me. <laughs> okay. Anyways, I will now proceed to sharing this episode with you because it's awesome. We talk about everything from 5G frequency to how to ground yourself to just things that you should be aware of in terms of, you know, how to sort of help yourself mentally throughout everything that's been happening in the world, how to take care of your mind, body, and soul. And uh, Barun is just filled with so much wisdom. So without further ado, here is my episode with Barun Garain. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Namaste podcast, a podcast dedicated to uplifting the soul, discovering connections between spirituality, mindset, and wealth. I'm your host, Melissa Malati, and we are back for another fun episode of Namaste with a previous guest who is... 
I would say a, a crowd favorite. <laughs> a lot of my listeners um, absolutely loved his first episode, which was episode 47. And um, yeah, I think just a lot of what he said really resonated with a lot of people. So without further ado, um, this is Barun Garain. Welcome. <laughs> Well, thank you very much, Melissa, for inviting me again. I remember last time we had a wonderful discussion, you know. We did. It really <laughs> resonated with me, and I, yes. I left the conversation thinking, wow, okay, that is exactly what I needed today. It was one <laughs> of those, which is just really awesome. And the last time that he was here, he actually brought his book, The Seven Essentials to Transform Your Life. And I hadn't read it yet. So you were just introducing the book to everybody um, on the show. And now I have read it and I'm a massive fan of it. So I just wanted to, to discuss a lot of the things in your book. So let's just first start off with you just telling everyone a little bit about yourself and um, maybe your motivation or inspiration behind your book. book. Yes. Okay. That's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I am an engineer, scientist. And my profession is uh, extraction of metals. You know, it's called metallurgy, Ooh. <laughs> which is all about extraction of metals like gold, silver, copper, zinc. Cool. And I have been in this profession for the last maybe 25 years now. <laughs> and uh, technology has been my main focus, you know, bringing new technologies to the resource sector. So what I found that uh, technology has been fantastic for the humanity, you know, what it has done to us, you know, in terms of comfort, convenience, communication, you know, you just name it. Definitely. These days, Zoom has become so popular, you know. <laughs> so you can see what technology has done for us. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, Melissa, if you look around, you know, there's so much of stress and depression mm -hmm. uh, and health issues, you know, physical, mental, emotional, which kind of uh, got me thinking, you know. You know, technology is supposed to make our life better, happier, healthier, yet I'm seeing just the opposite. Right. So that really triggered me as to what's going on here. And, you know, in my office, in my work, you know, I've been in the corporate world, actually in Toronto, in the head office here uh, in, the, in the Bay Street. I spent almost 10, 15 years there. What I found that everybody's asking the same question, you know, asking me, Barun, you know, I had a great schooling, great education, great career. You know, uh, professionally, I feel very satisfied. I made, you know, wealth as well for myself and my, for, for my family. But unfortunately, you know, uh, I don't feel fulfilled. I don't even feel that my health is good either, even though I'm doing all the right things, you know. Wow. I said, wow, what's going on here? And at some point in time, also felt the same for me as well. Mm -hmm. So that triggered my curiosity that, you know, technology and all these things that we talk about is going to make our life happier. It's not making us. So what is the issue? What is the issue? So that really prompted me to look into deeper. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's how my research began. So, and as part of my profession, I used to travel quite a lot, all, all across the country, almost six continents. Uh, what I found that after interacting with all kinds of professionals, whether it's uh, medicine or nurses or farmers or engineers, all kinds of professions. And what I found that essentially, there are, just to cut everything short, uh, essentially there are seven key essentials that are critical for human living, for our living. Uh, these seven essentials that are absolutely necessary if you really want to have or avoid any kind of stress, depression, or have a good health, you know. Right. So, so I collected, I did my research, I did all the findings and put them into this book, and that's how this book came about, you know, Seven Essentials. Mm -hmm. So this book is all about, you know, focusing on essentials 
that enhances our life. So that's all. That's what this book is all about. You know. Wonderful. And yeah. can you name all the essentials for everyone listening? <laughs> yes. Well, the number one is breathing life. Mm -hmm. Essentially, what it means is that we need to make sure that we breathe properly so that our lung capacity is maximized. Mm -hmm. Second is we must be hydrated. Hydration is a major issue all across the world. Mm -hmm. So the whole idea is to have the right kind of water and make sure that our hydration is optimized. Third is to connect with the cosmic energy. For example, the sunlight. Today, actually, I spent two hours in the beach, you know, so. Oh, so <laughs> you live sun. near Cherry Beach, you yes, said, right? I do, I That's do. so nice. And wow. the reason I do is because sunlight mm -hmm. is life giving, it is essential for all living creatures in the world, you know. Sunlight, putting your feet on the ground, get Earth's energy. Earth has got lots of energy, and we are, you know, uh, evolved along with that energy. And many other energies along. So the third is to get cosmic energy into our lives. And the fourth is to have mindful eating, you know. And there has been a lot of um, information flooded with eating. But there are three basic principles which I talk about in my book. And um, which is essentially eat only when you're hungry, eat less, and make sure you eat nutrition-dense food. These three principles are so critical that if we can follow this, I feel that we can avoid many of the health issues that we have right now. Right. Okay, so number, um, number five is activities, physical, mental, and emotional or social activities. Very important. Mm -hmm. Make sure that our body is designed to move. Make sure that we have enough movement during the day. So I have uh, put together seven different ways of doing that. You know? In fact, each of the essentials, I put together seven different ways of actually bringing that force into, into ourselves. Right. And number six is, um, you know, uh, detox, detoxification, which means that we are generating a lot of toxins, you know, uh, naturally, and also ingesting a lot of chemicals and all kinds of stuff. Those things have to come out of the system. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, removing those toxins is a big issue, big, big issue. Mm -hmm. And many people are actually um, dealing with those. So that's number six. And number seven is essentially vibrant living is all about bringing all the six essentials in, inside you so that now you can look inwards and really look at you know, what life is all about and you know, make your life much more meaningful than what we normally have. You know? Essentially, stop the chattering of the mind. You know? right. And what it does, it's a kind of meditation, not like the meditation you sit down and do it. It's a meditation that you practice on a day-to-day -day living, essentially connecting with these seven essentials. You know, on your so this book is all about how to connect yeah. with these essentials that are life enhancing. Wow. Yeah. Yes. You know, I am just such a huge fan. And guys, I have made so many notes <laughs> in this book. And I'll probably refer to a lot of them because I've highlighted a lot, too. I'm one of those kinds of readers. When I like something, I highlight. And, you know, every chapter I found had something that I took a step back and went, Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Like, I really liked chapter six because I, I think it's it's a it's very much a buzzword right now. Five um, G or like five G frequency, and a lot of people are talking about oh the dangers of five G, and people yeah. are really nervous. And sure, there's a lot of fear whatnot online and in the media. And so um, when I read this chapter, though, it yeah. did make me. Um, relax a little bit on all that because like you said in your intro 
there are positives and there are negatives to yes. technology, right? And so yeah. there's a lot of positives and yes, there are negatives as well, but we just have to learn to sort of cope with them. And I know in um, this specific chapter, and I think it's number six, when you're talking about this, you give a lot of different tips on how people can try to um, stay away from those frequencies or, or adapt to them. So could you, <laughs> just because yes. I don't have the scientific terminology, um, but I know you were saying pr protons, were they called? And Yes, well, you know, it's basically, <laughs> yeah, it's electric potential that we're dealing with, you know. Right. And uh, the positive is called proton and negative is called Electrons. So electrons, electrons are actually okay. life enhancing. Right. And protons are basically toxins, you know, free radicals and toxins. Right. Because I remember we were talking about, so guys, we actually <laughs> attempted at doing this chat the <laughs> other day via Zoom and my internet just sucked. So I was like, come on, Broom, let's just go downtown and re-record this because it's just too good. And we were discussing how... Um, how sometimes um, when you are feeling really off, you could have a lot of protons and the way to neutralize yourself is by going outside and like putting your feet in the ground and, and you know, grounding yourself because the earth in itself has more, wh what's the terminology? It, it's, um, well, it's got a lot of electrons, you electrons. Know, which is okay. life-enhancing electrons. Okay. So it can come and neutralize your, your uh, protons or your right. toxins that right. you build in your system. So that's why when you put your feet on the ground, you become like an uh, absorber of all these different electrons, which is enhancing, life-enhancing, which is very good. Right. That's the reason why you feel so good, you know, right. going, coming, you know going to the beach, putting your feet on the, on the sand, wet sand, right. and also going in the forest, for example, in the nature. Yes, and you were saying that when people fly, they um, they get further up in, in the frequency of the world, and they gather a lot of protons so that when they come down from the plane, they have to they should find a way to ground themselves, and that's what you do when whenever you fly, you go to a park right afterwards, right? Yes. Yeah. So what this is is basically it's electric charge right. that we accumulate in the body. For example, on the on the ground on the Earth, mm -hmm. essentially it's a zero volt. Okay. Right. So as you go every one meter, the voltage or electric charge goes up by 100 volts. Okay. The potential uh, charge is about, uh, or electric potential is about 100 volts every meter. Hmm. So if you're living in a 10-story building or maybe you know 10 meters out above the earth, essentially you're getting about 2,000 volts uh, potential. Wow. Uh, the potential charge in your system is about 2,000 volts. And you are accumulating a lots of protons or lots of charges, you know, positive charges. Right. Now, these charges cannot do good for our body. You know, our system can definitely adapt to it to an extent, mm -hmm. but eventually you have to discharge it. Right. So the best way to do that is put your feet on the ground, and uh, that's the way you feel good, you know, and you discharge all those, or basically you neutralize right. all those uh, all those positive charges that built in your system. Right. <laughs> so if you're living in the penthouse suite, <laughs> know that you need to go and neutralize those. You have to do that. <laughs> um, that energy. Okay, very interesting. And so how does this relate in regards to um, the 5G frequency and people um, sort of feeling nervous and fearful around that? Like how, if someone's feeling fearful, what could they do to know that they're still taking care of themselves and it's not affecting them as much? Are there things that they can do? Yes, yeah, see, 5G uh, is something new uh, for for us. You know, we have we have been used to uh, r you know uh, radio waves for a long time, mm -hmm. but 5G essentially is very high frequency, very high frequency. You know, right? And uh, and smaller, 
wavelengths, you know, very high frequencies. Mm -hmm. So essentially what it means that, um, you know, basically, uh, you know, our system hasn't really seen that kind of frequency before. You know? mm -hmm. If you look at the frequencies that we're used to, for example, the frequency uh, the on the Earth, on the surface of the Earth is around maybe 7.8, 8 hertz, mm -hmm. which is a hertz, talking about hertz, whereas right. this one's you're talking about gigahertz, you know. Oh, so 5G is, is gigahertz. Yes, basically it's a very high frequency. So it's not wow. 8 hertz. So we are used to, say, you know, electric electricity that we get here is about 60 hertz, you know, okay. 60, 70 hertz. But you're now you're talking about gigahertz, which is, you know, almost a billion hertz. Right. Almost a billion hertz, almost. So the, the, the question is, is it harmful to us? Yeah. The question is, yes, now there are a lot of debates going on in terms of good or bad. There are two schools of thoughts around it, you know. And uh, uh, if you look into some of the uh, scientists, like I remember there's about 180 scientists. They uh, presented their case to the United Nations not to, uh, not, not to uh, initiate 5G without doing further testing. Uh, so uh -huh. I do not know if those things have happened or not. But obviously, see, technology is such a thing that uh, the premise of technologies that somehow is going to make our life better, improve our life. And if you look at the reality, as I said before, it's not, the, it's just the opposite in many cases. For example, mm -hmm. you still have stress, depression. Whereas remember when the computers came in, you know, maybe 50, 60 years ago, 40 years ago, um, people thought, okay, that's going to make our life much easier. You right. know? So obviously that hasn't happened, you know? So definitely it's going to make our life easier in many ways. and there are always some hazards, you know, negatives about any technology. So now what people do is people, most people go for comfort and convenience, mm -hmm. right? Any technology. We like more comfort and convenience, so we go for these technologies. We know that, you know, this may have some repercussions, but we still do that. For mm -hmm. example, uh, you, know, um, you know, say if you want to travel from, uh, from Toronto to Vancouver, there are many modes of transportation. You've got airplanes, you've got trains, you've got Right. Thing is, most people prefer not to walk, <laughs> but to take the, because it's comfort convenience, right? Sure. So the th same thing about fire as well, you know? Fire is a technology which was invented, you know? I'm talking about maybe <laughs> a few thousand years ago. One of the ago. first technologies? First technologies. <laughs> but it's a technology, you know? It is, yeah. So the same thing applies to Wi-Fi as well. In fact, um, uh, you know, at my home in Toronto, there was a time when I used only wired connection. I did not use wireless connection. Hmm. And even now, a lot of people use wired connection because that way, your radiations are lower. So there will be radiations. There will be a uh, lot of uh, EMF, which is electromagnetic forces, mm -hmm. in any electric circuitry. Hmm. You know, whether it's a simple electricity or, you know, or Wi-Fi or, or even 5G. So hmm. there will be some repercussions. Right. So the good thing is to be aware of that and, and reduce the impact as much as possible. Right. You know, and a uh, lot of times what you can do is you can either you know, especially when you're going to bed, switch off your 5G network or if switch off your wireless. Yeah, you said this last time, and I don't know if that's possible with my boyfriend. <laughs> well, sometimes, <laughs> uh, you know, again, you're not using it in the night, and yeah. and it may be, especially in your sleep time, especially when you're sleeping, your body is actually detoxing. Do you turn your phone off completely when you sleep? I put it on flight mode. Cell oh. phone, put, always put your cell phone on flight mode. Oh, I like that because then you can um, you can still get your alarm. 
because yeah. it's it's yes. charging. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I never thought of that. Put on flight mode. So oh. uh, cell phones never keep next to your bed. Never, 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 ever. But my alarm clock is my phone. So, but uh, put on flight mode, alarm clock will still work. Okay. Yeah. But, okay, so then I can just... So I know, just it's just like easier to turn your alarm clock when it's beside your bed. You know, I have this <laughs> app here, class, uh, Sleep Score, how well I have slept, you know, because sleeping is such an important aspect, mm-hmm. which I talked about in my book. Yeah. In, uh, in I think, Chapter 6, uh, Detoxification. Because if you don't have good sleep, it's going to impact a lot of, you know, a lot of uh, aspects of, your, of our health. Right. So sleeping is so important, but the thing about sleeping is, you know, you have to make sure it's not just hours of sleeping, it's the restfulness. Right. People said that there are um, specific hours. I can't remember if you talked about this in here or if I learned this from somewhere somewhere else. But I, um, I've i heard that between the hours of 11 and 2 a.m. Yes. that the amount of sleep is technically doubled. It's like it's a deeper sleep between those hours yes. um, than if you sleep afterwards. Is that true? Have you heard of that? You know, it all depends on what you do before you go to sleep. Okay. For example, if you're watching a laptop and if you have all these blue lights going yes. onto your eyes, mm-hmm. so a lot of people use blue blockers. You know, so I have a, I have a sunglass. You know, the night where it blocks the blue light, but all the other lights come in. So what I find that if I use that sun blo- uh, blue blue light blocker, that yeah. sun the glasses, uh, it actually helps me for a better sleep wow. because. You know, as soon as the body sees blue lights, oh, time to wake up, you know? Right. And now you're going to bed before. <laughs> so I think it's good not to watch television or, you know, look into your laptops or even cell phones. Right. And if you want to do that, there are features in your cell phone. You can turn off the blue lights. Oh, like I didn't know you that. You can put it in the night mode, you know? Oh, okay. I didn't know that, actually. Yeah, you can uh, you can use a cell phone. Uh, it's called night mode. Mm. And a lot of people do that. Put it in the night mode. And mm. in the evenings, if you're watching or looking at your uh, cell phone... That way, you know, your eyes are not stressed out and it's right. not alarming. Right. <laughs> Time to wake up, you know. <laughs> it's supposed to go to sleep, you know. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and I remember also in your book you were talking about how um, there's specific paint that people buy that will help keep out certain EMF frequencies. Is that true? Well, there are some uh, EMF blockers. Blockers, yeah. Yeah, EMF blockers. Uh, in fact, uh, I, have, I didn't bring it, but I have a Faraday's cage, like a little, uh, I put my cell phone inside this little little bag and the bag has got is basically it blocks the emf in a, in a significant way cool. and moves it away from me ah. so if i keep it in my pocket you know and uh, what it does is it keeps the cell uh, emf away from me in a different direction so the lo- lot of different technologies have come into play hmm. and the whole thing about this is that you cannot avoid emfs sure in this uh, modern advanced societies and uh, you cannot even avoid 5G, even though there's a lot of protest against it. And I'm not for or against. You know, I'm just having a very balanced view on this. Sure. And the reason is there are hazards that we have to be careful about. Mm. And my feeling is the more aware you are, the better it is in terms of you know, preventing. Right. And the best thing is, you know, in the morning or in the evening, go to the beach or, or any park mm. and put your bare foot on the ground. I think it will discharge many of those uh, toxins that you're talking about. So simple things like this can help. And I I know you're a scientist, so I just, I'm curious, have you noticed a difference between when you weren't using the cell phone case, for example, that blocks the EMF, um, as opposed to, you know, now? Have you noticed any kind of a difference in how you're feeling? 
You know, I'm very sensitive to EMF. I can feel the difference straight away. Okay. That's probably because you meditate and whatnot, and you're very in tune, because I'm the same way. I can feel everything, and it mm. is very distracting sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> it is, actually, and um, especially uh, if I'm sitting next to a a modem, Wi-Fi modem, uh-huh. I can feel I can feel that something is not right, you know? Oh, wow. Yeah. And I do find a modem close by and say, oh, I'm not sitting here. I'm just going far away from there. Okay. You know? So the thing about EMF is that, you know, um, the impact reduces square of the distance. Hmm. For example, you know, if you're one meter away, uh, you know, and compared to say if you're four meter away, mm-hmm. the impact is reduced by 16 times because it's four square, right? So, so that's the good thing about uh, just to be aware that, you know, for example, uh, don't put the modem right under your desk, you know. And I've seen a lot of uh, examples of where people have suffered tumors and stuff like that. Um, you know, putting the modem just uh, underneath the desk. Really? Yeah, I've seen that. I've, I've seen, uh, I've read about it. Uh, but again, this is something that we have to be just aware and be careful. Mm-hmm. So if you, if you want to use a modem, or any electric connection, for example, uh, you know, for example, your laptop here. Uh, if you're connecting to the wire, mm-hmm. look at the voltage. If you measure the voltage, it's going to be very high. You know, mm. as soon as you uh, disconnect, the voltage on your laptop is going to be low. Right. So that's I purposely didn't plug my laptop in today. Yeah. <laughs> so because uh, I read that in your book. So <laughs> these simple measures can help you to. Uh, you cannot avoid all these. Uh, impacts completely, right. but you can reduce the impact. That's really my message. You know? Right. And I know you're quite spiritual. So do you believe in the notion that our thoughts create our experience? Okay. So anyway, uh, <laughs> spiritual, I, I do not know if I'm spiritual, but definitely I, I like to uh, focus on, for, for me, uh, every moment, I like to be meditative, you know? Right. I, well, that, I would say that's quite spiritual. The reason yeah. I'm asking is just because a lot of people do believe that, and a lot of people believe that actually um, what you think about is what you bring about, and so your mind is quite powerful, and if you, you, know, if you are in a certain um, headspace or you have specific belief systems, you can create ailments in, in your body and whatnot. And so I just wonder, you know, if that, if that were true, hypothetically, let's say that's true, then... Does any of this matter? <laughs> you know, because then would we, like, do we have the power to not create our illness, r- even regardless of all the frequencies and whatnot? Do you know what I mean? See, it's interesting. Uh, it is very interesting uh, what you said. And see, the way I look at it is that uh, most of us live in a psychological world. Definitely. You know? And in fact, uh, I would say that that number could be 70, 80% of your time, even more, I would mm-hmm. say. Because see, the, mo- the moment you get up in the morning, you know, in within half an hour, you have already thought about what has happened yesterday, what I'm going to do today. The whole world is there. The fear comes in. You know, a lot of times the guilt comes in. Yeah. All kinds of emotions come in, stress, depression. By the time you go to your work, you're already exhausted. Mm-hmm. You know, and that is typical. You know why? Because... Because we feel that um, by thinking, we're going to solve our existing problem. Right. And, and my experience is, is just the opposite. By just doing. The opposite. Okay. So now what happens is, what is the thinking doing? What, what is the thinking doing? Thinking, all it does, it 
stirs up your memory, whatever memory you have, and thinks, oh, this is how it was. And then what it does, it projects the future and talks about and thinks about, okay, what it should be or what it should not be. And it never focuses about what it is now, what is the reality. So all the time I've noticed, and for me and for many people that I know, that the stirring up the memory, the thought that, we, see, there will be no thoughts if you don't have a memory. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> thoughts come from memories. Wow. And memories yeah. come from experience because mm. every day you're experiencing things, like, you know. Mm. So, for example, this uh, discussion here, it will be in your memory, you know. Right. And this could stir up thoughts and it could stir up uh, your projection that, okay, you know, I did this talk with Barun today. Maybe tomorrow I'll do this with this person. So that stirs up projections. Right? Sure. So that is a psychological world, you know. But in, in reality, but in a physical world, you need memory. Mm -hmm. Because, for example, if you need to drive a car, you need to learn a language, right. you need memory, right? Imagine we didn't have it, couldn't yes. drive a car. So <laughs> uh, otherwise, you won't be safe. The, there's a right, reason why we have memory, because it's basically for our safety, you know, Makes so that sense. we know we're aware. What's what. Uh, so there's a reason why we have memory, but the problem is we use that for wrong reason. Mm -hmm. So the thoughts that we produce, uh, it actually keeps us in our psychological world, you know, mm -hmm. what it was and what it should be. Mm -hmm. It's never about what it is now. And right. that's the reason why problems never get solved. Hmm. That is the reason. And why, I d why do I know this? Because I'm an engineer. For me, if I don't focus on what it is, my bridge will fall down. You know, if I construct a bridge, will fall down because I'm not able to solve the problem, you know. So I cannot go there and think about, oh, what it was, how it should be, or what it, it could be, or what it was before. I cannot do that. I have to focus on the problem right now. Mm. And this is what many engineers do. And that's the reason why, you know, still engineering uh, holds. You know, a lot of like this building that we're sitting here, right. basically uh, engineering, right? Wow. So I, I, that's why I feel that focusing on what it is, it's so important. Now, how do you do that? How do you train our mind? That's why my book is very important for me because this is actually basically my notes. And I always refer to this as my guide. And reason is when you connect with these seven essentials, automatically, you know, you think about what it is right now because you're so connected mm -hmm. that you don't have to think about what was before and what I have to do tomorrow because you're so connected with the sunlight, with the earth on the grounding, with the air, Anything. with the water, with your own body about detoxification. So you're so connected that you feel that there's no need for thinking about what's going to do tomorrow, you know? Mm. Uh, so psychologically, you are well off that way, you know? That's what I find. Right. So this is my spirituality, Melissa. That's <laughs> very spiritual. I'm, and I mean, you know, and yeah. I, you liked my crystal. I have the uh, crystal. This is, this is beautiful. I like this. And you know, interestingly, uh, as a mineral guy, mineral engineer, uh, as, as in the field of metallurgy, we deal with crystals and really? minerals. Hmm. So it's amazing, the beautiful. For example, silicates, you know, this is quartz, some kind of a quartz, you know? Uh, yeah, I think it's uh, an amethyst. Amethyst, yeah. So basically, okay. it's, a, it's a different quartz? kinds of quartz. Yeah. You know? And uh, they've got crystal structure, you know, in an amazing way. Yeah. And, you know, uh, why, do we, why do we have Silicon, silicon Valley in California? Why? For, for all the tech people? <laughs> it's basically, joking. you make semiconductor. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, silica, uh, has crystal structure. So when you say huh. in formation, basically inside a formation. So that's why, you know, when you see the ah. memory chips in the computers, yeah, uh, they use silica, you know, semiconductor oh. for storing memory. 
this is a very good to store memory. So whatever you are talking is is written there, you know. Whoa. So how do you think the computer stored the memory? Just like we do. I didn't know. It's just like one of those things like no, I mean what? what like how does how does the computer store all the information? Right. So <laughs> that is because of the formation. Information basically inside. So basically you need to have a structure, crystal structure where you can store. Uh, anyway, this is a different topic completely. So cool, though. I'm nerding out in my head. I'm like, oh, this is so interesting. And I want to know. And our brain does the same thing. You know, for ah. example, there's a formation. For example, the memory, you know, uh, is stored because exactly the same principle. You know, so the computer is overtaking us, by the way. You know, <laughs> so that's why if you rely on memory, uh, this, this will overtake us and has already overtaken us. So that's why memory is something that, you know, others can do. Even machine can do better. So that's why I feel that there is something beyond memory, yeah. which is where you, when you focus on what it is, what is, you go, and be, go beyond memory. You tap into intelligence, right. which is beyond memory. Right. Because memory is limited. Your experience is limited. My experience is limited, right? Sure. So if I rely on that experience, I basically I'm, I'm looking at a very limited world. Right. Whereas if you tap into the intelligence, which is what it is right now. In the present. Uh, in the present. That's where the intelligence, you can tap into the intelligence, which is the actual mind, you know? Right. The mind is not sitting here, basically it's everywhere. So that's what it is. And that I feel is very important, you know, uh, in, as an engineer, as a scientist, I feel that when I focus on what it is, what is the actual problem, I go beyond that. I, I see, sometimes you can see things uh, which you had never imagined before, which is not in my experience or in my memory, hmm. something. So that is the beauty about focusing on what it is, you know? Right. Because there's something to learn in every moment. There's always something to learn. Yes. And that's really cool that your job has um, helped you realize how important it is to be present. You're present right? Yeah. And your job has been so significant in, in, in reminding you of that. Because, yeah, there, that's something that um, I constantly try to practice. Because I think everyone that's placed in my life is is someone that can teach me something that I need to know, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, it, the present moments are always different. So you mm. can't rely on memory because yeah. every moment is different. And different. it's it's just not, the, I mean, certainly history can repeat itself. Sure, there can be patterns, but it's never going to be exactly the same. Oh. That's just how life is. Exactly. Um, and if you project uh, based on your memory, it'll mm -hmm. be mostly wrong. Right. You know, because that's a bias. Essentially, memory is a bias. Sure, because feelings and whatnot as yeah. well during those moments will create those biases. Exactly. Yeah. Because this has happened before, and situation is changing all the time. Right. So essentially, what you're doing is uh, you're using those biases to to take action mm -hmm. in the present. You know, uh, which is uh, not going to be good. So that's yeah. the reason why you keep on doing the same mistake again and again. You know? Right. What about intuition? Okay, intuition, again, uh, there are two kinds. See, intuition is really about getting the memory quick, fast, you know, that's one way of looking at it. Sure. Essentially, it's just like a mathematical calculation, which is rapid. For example, if somebody tells, asks you a question, um, what is this object, you know, all of a sudden, you, you know, if it comes, have you, if you have seen this object, it's there in your memory, it comes instantly, you know, mm -hmm. that's what it is, you know. Even though you may not remember it, you know, uh, through mm -hmm. the through the process, but automatically the brain will project straight away. You know, so it's sure. a very math. It's a basically it's a very speed, fast computer. Mm -hmm. So that's one way of looking at intuition. The other way of looking at intuition is that deep intelligence, mm 
mm-hmm. which needs to be touched because that's where I feel the real mind is. You know, the brain is here, but the mind is everywhere. Right, mind is interconnected. Yes. Uh, so I feel that intuition has got two meanings. One meaning is that uh, if you think systematically, you just cannot figure out what this is, but something tells you. Basically, it comes out. Yeah. Because mem- memory can mean different forms, and in in some cultures they look at memories beyond this existing life. Mm-hmm. That's because our cells, our sister body, also has memory. You know, for example, you know um, they say that um, uh, you know your you know I, I don't know how to say this, but everything. For example, the our. Uh, our cells, for example, you know, uh, there's, there's this memory in our cells, uh, you know, uh, the color of our skin, for example. So there's a lot of memory uh, in, in, our, in, uh, in the whole body itself. Right. And those memories, for example, how do the cell knows that uh, it needs to produce energy at a certain time? How do the cell know that now, you know, this guy has eaten, uh, you know, potatoes, you know, and I need to process it? Right. So how do they know how to... So the, there, there is a memory inside us and there is an intelligence inside us which is working continuously, mm. constantly. Okay. Right? Yep. So I, I feel that uh, that's why intuition has got you know, many meanings. Uh, but uh, the one thing that I, I feel is, is commonly used is you know, uh, how fast you can bring your memory okay. uh, to find out what's going on. Other thing is tapping into the deep intelligence uh, which uh, our mind, essentially it's a mind, it's our mind, which we connect to. Uh, mm. you know, when, when you're essentially quiet, when the thoughts process is not there at all. You know? right. so, but uh, the other thing is you cannot actually control your thoughts at all. You know? right. If you want to control your thoughts, you just cannot do it. So the only way is to pay attention to what it is, and that way, automatically, um, the thought stops hmm. in a big way. Right. Yeah, because that's a big thing for me. Like, I'm quite intuitive, and I think that it has to do with being in the present moment Mm. and, you know, being able to right now pick up this object and and feel if this is something good for me or bad for me. Right. Essentially, I think that's kind of how my mind makes Mm. sense of it is what's good and bad. But maybe that's also very black and white thinking because there is essentially a gray area. Not everything is good and bad. It's relative, right? So... Mm. Um, yeah, I just find it very interesting and recently I've become quite intuitive. I mean, obviously you were here on the show before and I think I pulled some cards for you. Yes, you did. You did. Yeah. And you know what? My cards are in my bag. I'm going to grab them afterwards because I'll pull another one for you. But since, since, um, you were here last, I've really been working on that. And anyways, I feel like it ties into all of these essentials. I think, um, last year in january so are you when did you come here last i think year? it was, was it probably july? end of july yes okay cool end around the same time then yes yes so in january last year i started meditating every day every day monday to friday with my friend and we're still doing it so a year and a half later and i have seen such a massive change in my t- intuition and my ability to like when i'm present understand so much of what's going on around me that other people if they're just in their heads they don't they don't see or they have too many biases from being in their heads and um i feel that yeah that is it, yeah it's just it's it's been such a cool experience and i think that that is kind of the result of of um doing all of these things and and connecting with your inner self and whatnot and 
Yeah. That's fantastic. That's really yeah. good. I mean, yeah. I, I think, uh, yes, you're right uh, that, you know, meditation helps a lot mm-hmm. in terms of, um, you know, uh, be very aware. You're very conscious, you know, very aware, much more aware. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, you're completely bombarded with your thinking process. Totally. And it just uh, diverts your attention and also creates a lot of bias as well. But but if you're not, if you can, uh, you know, um, if the thinking process slows down or even stops in some cases, uh, I feel that um, definitely there's a big, uh, you know, what, what do you call it? Um, yeah, intuition is one word. Mm. The other thing is, um, you know, you just uh, have a drive inside you that, you know, you know, this is not right. Maybe I should be doing that one. You know? right. So you can make some decisions very quickly that way. You know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's been very helpful in just knowing where to go. And um, people call it your higher self. And so you're just connected with what you need to be doing. And mm. yeah, it's, it's very interesting. <laughs> but anyways, uh, there's a couple of things from your book that I want to bring up. I kind of sidetracked there a little bit just because, I don't know, I was just interested in your thoughts. Um, a few things that I found interesting... Well, we kind of talked about the man-made frequencies, so I'm going to not bring that up. Oh, I found this really cool, um, really an interesting fact. Nearsightedness in children appears to be closely linked to the amount of time spent outdoors. Yeah. Ooh, boy, um, is this common? I have been recently having this discussion with a lot of different, a lot of different people, and how they have noticed that their vision has been quite fuzzy recently. They'll mm. go outside and they'll like look at leaves and you can't focus in on them anymore. And so my first reaction was, is this 5G? (laughs) (laughs) And then my second reaction is, oh, maybe it's because we're all just looking at our phones so closely and we're not looking away to look at, you know, Mm. what's around us that we're all becoming quite nearsighted. Is that what you were talking about? Yes, I think so. I think the cell phones, the blue light that you get, uh, it's it's stressing out our eyes in a big way. I mean... uh, there, there have been times when I, I want to finish my project, you know. I've got just a day. I'm working through the whole night to finish my project with this laptop, you know. And I can tell you, the next day I feel blurry. I don't feel good. It has happened to me. So I think it's the same reason. And now look at the kids, you know. Uh, they are always hooked on to their devices. Mm. And they're not seeing natural lights. Yeah. You know, so I think the best way to, um, to reduce the impact is to go out and go out in the sun, you know, and not take the device along with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, leave it alone. <laughs> leave it alone, you know. <laughs> so that's the best way, I feel. And also, you know, uh, you're accumulating a lot of these uh, positive charges yes. in the system. Put your feet on the ground. It'll help you tremendously. Right. I think that's like the number yeah. one thing. And I started doing that after our talk last year. Yes. I would go out, go out into the backyard and put my feet in the ground and yes. I mean I'm a hippie at heart so <laughs> no no it's good I think uh, it's actually it's a basic it's a very basic thing to do yeah. and you just feel good I mean I yeah. don't think anyone could argue that even if you didn't practice that I think yeah. everyone can have can probably think back into their memories and remember a time of being outside with their feet on the ground and how good they felt afterwards you know it's just a, it's a very natural thing um, there is a really cool part of chapter six when you're talking about emotional freedom techniques. And I just want to read some of my highlighted bits because I just <laughs> loved these two pages. So um, 
emotional freedom techniques help people to be more conscious of their emotions and to relieve any compulsive patterns accumulated earlier in life, sometimes back in childhood. So um, if you're listening and you don't understand what that means, um, our belief systems create our life. And so when we are young, between the ages of zero to seven approximately, that's where we create our core beliefs and EFTs are to help you rewire the sort of subconscious beliefs that that yeah. might be causing, um, you know, not turmoil, but causing you to live a life that's not necessarily in alignment with what you want. So um, just to explain it further, EFT stimulates different energy meridian points in our bodies by tapping them with fingertips while simultaneously using custom made verbal affirmations. And the most interesting thing that I thought uh, was so cool on this page was that 80, oh, sorry, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention in the U.S. reports that about 85% of all diseases have an emotional component, which is what I was kind of touching on earlier in terms yeah. of a lot of people believe that our thoughts create our life. Well, maybe more accurately, our emotions create yes. the diseases or our life. Can you comment on that? Yes. Well, <laughs> thoughts and emotions, you know, there's no emotions without thoughts, you know? Yes. Thoughts come first and then the emotion starts, you know? Sure. You think, oh, I have to go to work today. And then the emotions start going, oh my God, my boss will be there, you know? And <laughs> everything starts. So thoughts create emotion. That's what I'm saying. And, and thoughts come from where? From your memory. Right. And memory comes from your experience. So I think uh, they're very connected, thoughts and emotions. Mm -hmm. You cannot separate. So again, the issue is the emotional freedom technique is all about reason why you're tapping all this. All these things that they do is all about trying to bring you to the present moment so that you're not worried about your past and your future. Right. So all it's trying to do is the technique is basically trying to cure the symptom for the time being. But the underlying principle is it makes you bring to what it is. Just focus on, focus on the now kind of thing, you know. So what it does, by doing that, all of a sudden your thought process, you know, is not hyperactive, you know. So it's, it's reduced to an extent, and that's how you feel good. Then, then your emotions are not brought into play all the time, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's basically the same thing we just talked about, you know. It's all about focusing on what it is instead of what it was and what it should be. Right. That makes a big difference. Mm -hmm. And this is what the problem is, emotional, uh, people who are stressed out, emotional issues, they're always projecting that, no, no, I should have been like this, because, yeah. you know. Should have statements should have, massive. Those are dangerous, yes. in my opinion. Yes. In, my, in my opinion, that thought process and time, that, okay, if I do this, I, this will happen. It will not, it's not going to be, if I do this, everything will be fixed. It, it's not going to happen. Right. Why? Because it's very limited. Your thoughts are very limited. Mm -hmm. It's so, so limited in terms of... So the, the best thing is to stay what it is. That's why when you go to the nature, as I said in my book, uh, if you go to the nature, for example, or if you focus on your breathing, focus on the dehydration, the water that you drink, you know, uh, cosmic light, you know, sunlight, earth frequency, be conscious when you're eating the food. So by doing this, what's happening is even actually even for detoxification, you know, for example, if you go into the washroom, be conscious because it's tell you so many things about what's happening inside your body. Right. You know, mm. so I think it's very, very important to be. And that's the reason why, you know, to do, deal with emotional issues, stress, even for better health. The best thing is to connect with 
things that actually matter. And that's what this book is all about, right? right. So that is the whole point. So EFT, which I mentioned in my book, um, it is basically trying to, uh, trying to address the symptoms, but underlying principle is focus on what it is. And that could only happen once you start practicing some of the things written in the book. Right. And, and that's what I've been doing because this is really my guide. You know? I've written it based on my research, but I, f I read my book quite often, actually. You know, my wife oh. feels very surprised that you should be knowing all this, but actually, <laughs> it's a guide. Right. You know? I do not know everything. Uh, I just practice what I can. I'm, I'm learning. You know? I'm learning. Sure. The more you uh, yeah. read the information, it'll yeah. become more of a memory, and you'll remember yes. it. But um, certainly, there's a lot of information to yeah. recall. So it it's obvious that you spent a long time trying to you know put it together. So I can understand why you would refer to it. That makes a lot of sense. So EFT uh, tapping techniques are really popular right now. Do you use it yourself? Have you ever tried it? You know what I have read through them and that's the reason why I thought it's very important to include in the book right. because for every essential I put together seven different ways of bringing so EFT is a very important one because you have to because this is also a toxin emotional toxins mm -hmm. you have to take it out of the system right. and this can happen for various reasons you know so yes I have practiced in a sense that I have a homeopathic doctor she is fantastic she she actually does energy healing really yeah she does like energy breaking? healing no, not Reiki, but she, she has got a, she's a basically homeopathic, but she does, she's basically focusing on the energy side, you know, fixing not my physical side, but the energy side. Mm -hmm. So I have, and she has done something very similar. For example, I'm stressed out. I, in my previous job, I was very stressed out. As I said before, I was in the corporate world in Bay Street here and traveling six continents, this, that. And obviously work can be very stressful in many situations. And, uh, and I went to her a few times, you know, how to deal with this. And uh, she helped me, and she did something. And it's the same, principle exactly the same. It's not really exactly tapping, but um, it's uh, something called chakras, you know, which is basically uh, the energy points in our system. Right. So she is essentially, you know, tapping all the different energy points. Okay. And uh, there are different properties of these different energy points, you know, right. and you can feel it. So some people feel that as a scientist, initially I thought this is all rubbish, you know, that how come we don't see this in a physically you don't see it, sure. but actually the energy meridians are different. Definitely. I, I'm a Reiki practitioner. Um, you are. Practitioner. Well, there you go. I so know all about I, this, but this is great though for anyone listening. Please go on. This yes. is like wonderful. So for me, um, uh, that was my experience with the tapping and whenever I actually go uh, you know, to see her, you know, she's like my mentor as well, you know, because yeah. she focuses on, uh, she's very, what do you call it, experienced, and she has seen the world in many times. She has, she has cured herself from cancer. Wow. That, that's how she, how powerful she is. See, I want to go to her. You know what? <laughs> After and this, I need yeah. a recommendation. <laughs> so, yes, definitely. Uh, she's amazing. And uh, even though she has moved out of Tor Toronto okay. last couple of years ago, but she comes to Toronto once in a while, you know. Mm. So she's amazing. So she has done this. So she has gone through all the energy points and helps to balance it. Okay. Uh, through so tapping. It's not really tapping. It's basically put the hand. You basically put the energy. Basically hand, our palms, is, you know, has got. So I mean, it is like Reiki. It is like Reiki. Yeah, it's very similar. Yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. So uh, if you, I mean, uh, my wife, she was reading this book called Reconnection. Mm -hmm. And uh, again, I can see a lot of uh, healing techniques are based on 
you know, touching, touching, sure, touching, uh, and obviously you can feel the warmth, you know. Yes. So, so and if somebody else is touching you, again, you can feel the warmth. Mm -hmm. So again, uh, if you know the energy points, energy meridians, mm -hmm. and which you know very well, um, you can actually uh, see what it what it does in terms of healing. I do not know, mm. but what it does for sure that I'm completely, you know, uh, what do you call it in the now, right. in the present, sure, completely in the present, you know, because it's so relaxing, yeah. and also your thoughts just don't worry about thoughts at all. Thoughts just uh, become very calm. Yeah. In fact, become completely thoughtless in, at some moments. You know? So that's the beauty of that. And that's my experience with, uh, with my homeopathic doctor. You know? yeah. Oh, so cool. Yeah. Um, I know exactly what you're talking about because whenever I've, uh, I've gotten a Reiki treatment from someone, it's the same thing. There's a lot of studies on the power of physical touch, which yes. makes this whole... Mm. You know, don't touch anyone. You have yes. to wear a mask uh, initiative right now that we're all following by. It's it makes it really interesting and tricky. And yes. I I mean, obviously, we're all just trying to take precautions and mm. we're trying to do our, our part. But I wonder long term if this goes on for, you know, a year, mm. what that's going to be like. I wonder. I mean, certainly I think that there's a lot of correlation between um, physical touch and and um, even just like face-to-face -face connection and not being depressed. I think that you, you even touched upon that in one yes. of the sections of your book about how it's so important to um, get out and like make human-to-human -human connection. Yes. And even one of the uh, most interesting things that I liked that you wrote in the book is that um, volunteering and creating a sense of purpose for yourself is what will get you out of your mind and, and um, you know, it, it, that that was my experience when I I was severely depressed in when I was 18 years old. So hmm. 12 years ago now. <laughs> and hmm. um, it was uh, really interesting because it was the start of social media. And I had always been very active. I had always been a dancer, a competitive dancer. And I had hmm. quit dancing. I had always been an actor. I, I basically quit acting because I was super down. And I had lost all kinds of weight and whatnot. Wasn't eating properly. Hmm. Probably wasn't getting the right water. Yes. Basically was not implementing any of the essentials in my life. And um, so I know firsthand about how important all of those things are. But the most powerful thing that I think got me out of my depression was finding a sense of purpose. And I think that that is um, what people possibly might be lacking now and or losing sight of. And I think um, it's very possible that back in the day when we were um, more religious, that that gave us all sort of a natural sense of purpose. Whereas now people aren't, some people are obviously, but there aren't as many people that I would say follow the church or, you know, are a part of any one religion anymore. And, um, you know, I think possibly that is what's contributing towards a lot of the depression. Would mm. you agree or disagree on that? No, I agree, fully agree. Because mm. see, if you're all the time thinking about yourself, that leads to depression because you're just thinking about yourself, me, 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 me. But uh, when you go out and do voluntary work, all of a sudden, it's all about you, you know, yeah. all about someone else. Mm -hmm. So that changes the perspective completely. Mm -hmm. And I feel that's the beauty about, um, you know, doing voluntary work, you know, mm -hmm. or any kind of social work, not just, you know, any kind of social work, even at your work as well. Like even if you're paid to do the work, uh, even in that situation, uh, you know, 
if you're contributing positively to the company or to whoever you work for, that by itself is a, so basically if you approach everything as a service to others, that by itself is very, it lightens the heart. I feel it lightens the heart. And uh, you're not thinking about me, 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 me all the time, you know? I think that's the big difference. Yes. They say that, uh, oh, there's a very interesting uh, someone, this doctor there, uh, he talks about, uh, uh, they say, uh, I, I, I is illness, we, we, we is wellness. Ooh. I, I, I is illness, we, we, we is wellness. Wow. So cool. that was powerful. He's a doctor, medical doctor, and he, I mean, and uh, he has been teaching this uh, to, I, I listened to him a few times. I thought that was wonderful what he said. And I felt, wow, that's powerful. And when you think about I, I, you know, he, everything becomes so limited, you know. Uh, so just to answer your question, wow. you know, uh, I think very important uh, to be able to contribute to the society. Very important. Definitely. And I thought, um, you know, in your last uh, chapter when you're talking about, I'm sorry, what was it called? I'm blanking. Um, the seventh, seventh essential, what was it called? It's called Vibrant Living. Vibrant Living. That's, yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. There we are. But, um, yes. Vibrant Living. And you talk about the importance of goals and, you know, and finding essentially that purpose. And I think it's... It is. Fantastic, yeah. Because see, it's also training. Because nothing comes automatically. You know, it's not. It's not like that thing. Right. So goals are so important. Because see, what happens is, uh, a lot of people don't really understand the importance of goals. So mm -hmm. they just go blind. And what happens is, then somebody else drives your agenda essentially. Because you don't have a goal, but somebody has a goal, mm -hmm. so they can use you or misuse you, whatever. So that's the problem. So if you have a goal, but then you have to learn how to how to have goals and try to achieve them, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's why you need, that's why I said, have a weekly goal, you know? Say, this week I want to do this. Make it very simple. They call it smart objectives. Yes. Make it very simple. That I want to read uh, 10 pages this week. Right. And after, after a week, come back and say, how many pages did you read? Nine pages? If it's nine pages, ask why nine pages? What happened? What you could have done better? Right. And then, you know, pursue that again and make sure you get 10, maybe 11 next time. So, so I think it's an art, yeah. and it's something that we have to learn ourselves. So then you do one week, then what is your six months goal? What is your physical goal? You know, phys for your health goals, what are, what are your professional goals? So that's how you learn all this. So this is something that uh, very important that we learn all these skills. Yeah. Otherwise what happens is we get completely crazy. Oh, I've been, I've been working for somebody else, and look, I have done nothing for myself. Mm -hmm. uh, everything has happened for the other guy or other person. So that frustrates you. And that's how stress, depression comes, comes into being. Because you, don't have, you have no control on yeah. yourself, right? Yeah, for sure. And I found that recently, I mean, we live in such an interesting time where everyone kind of thinks that everything happens like this. Instant gratification, yes, you yes. know? And partially that's, slight programming from all of the social media apps yes. yeah. but um i think that having goals kind of also helps you see that um nothing that's worth it comes like that and and there's a there's always a journey and and it's a struggle for everyone yeah. it might not look at, like that on social media where you see someone you know in 
a not so nice home and a second later they're in a gorgeous mansion but there's a journey to that whether yeah. you see it or not and i think it's important for us to set those goals so that we we learn that it's a process that everything's a process and it takes time and you have to build and work at it and um coming from a mindset of knowing that you can get better at a skill and not that you know you should just give up if you're not great right away because no one is right you know so uh, no, yeah i fully agree fully agree i mean uh, so that's why i feel that uh, having a goal will save you from depression yeah. and stress Agreed. you know yeah. because then you have at least some control of your life otherwise others will dictate your agenda yes definitely yeah wow well, yes. I have really enjoyed this talk. Okay. Oh, I could talk to you all day. <laughs> but thank you so much for being here. And, you know, you sell this on Amazon, right? Or yes, is, that's on Amazon. Yeah. Yes. Could you just tell everyone where they could find it? So um, for everyone on the video version, The Seven Essentials to Transform Your Life by Barun Garain. Yes, you can find this at Amazon. And also I have a website. It's called 7i, okay. letter I, uh, 7 number. Uh, you know, seven i lifestyle dot com. Okay, so www dot seven i lifestyle dot com. Yes, seven. Gotcha. Yeah, number seven i letter i lifestyle dot com. And do you have like exercises and whatnot on the website, or is it? No, it's got buying the book. No, it's it's, it's got uh, quite a lot of information there. Some blogs there as well. So oh. I keep posting some new information, whatever I did find. You know. Oh, I uh, love it. So. I'm such a blogger at heart. I've been blogging since, do you remember LiveJournal <laughs> back in the day? Yes, yes. I was, so I'm like just at heart. I love blogging and I still read blogs. And I, and I, I think that there are people out there that still love them. And I have a feeling they're going to make a comeback. So I love that you're doing that. That's awesome. <laughs> Basically writing up, you know, uh, because see, every, every day you're learning something new. Yeah. And then when becomes really uh, certain critical mass try to put them all together so that others can also sh you know i can share with others you know yeah. so i do that so it's there in my website it's quite a few wonderful and um, and so you cite all your work i love that you put all the citations at the back i love yes, it i yes. think that's just awesome i think we live in such a uh, a world where everyone just kind of spits out facts mm. <laughs> that aren't necessarily facts anymore so i like that you really do your research and um it's nice to feel that I can trust the person that I'm, you know, I'm reading his content and it's not just some yeah. crap <laughs> that's not necessarily backed, right? So See, all these things, see, I'm not here to preach or, you know, or being a teacher or some authority telling you to do this. All I'm trying to do is share this sure. and try it for yourself. Just yeah. find out, you know, whether, it's work, whether it works for you or not, you know. Yeah. So it's basically sharing. Yeah, <laughs> so. but in sharing that makes you a little bit of a teacher yourself, <laughs> right? Because also you're sharing what you're applying to your own life, and yes. that's the best teacher. Someone that's sharing information that is also using it, mm. you know? Because there's quite a lot of people, and I've met some interesting um, self-help people that will share all this really valuable information, but then behind closed doors do not apply <laughs> it to their life. Yes. And that is always fascinating to witness. So I just... I just I think you're just so awesome and um, yeah and I and I just from our last chat I can tell that you apply all the information that you try to share and I just think that's wonderful so no it's been it's been a wonderful journey actually you know and this journey is only going to go 
even more faster and faster for me because I love this journey. You know, this is lovely. Yeah. yeah. And I want to learn more and interact with more and more people around the world and maybe work together, you know. Yeah. yeah so. You should do a YouTube channel. <laughs> I uh, would totally watch all of your content. <laughs> I will actually, I'm looking at uh, doing it. Uh, yeah. Because um, I've had few interviews, you know, like this and, and uh, short interviews. You yeah. Know, uh, Mine's longer. <laughs> Uh, short term <laughs> means half an hour uh, on average. Yeah. Uh, Viva magazine was interesting. It's a women's magazine. Oh, wow. And there was a short, you know, and that did not continue because, you know, after this uh, COVID thing. So I think that will come back again. So I started ah. an episode and I think I'll... So a few episodes like that are happening, which is great. Ah. So the idea is that I want to find like-minded individuals, people, yeah. and I feel like working with them, you know, so that... In the world is an amazing, rich place. Yeah. As long as, you know, we find the right people so that we can all share and, yeah. you know, handhold each other, you know. I would, yeah. yeah, that's awesome. And if you ever want to do anything else with me, I just think you're so cool. So, no, definitely. <laughs> if, if we mean, could do like a, I don't know, some other YouTube video or something, but yes. this, I just think that this information is so valuable and people mm. need to hear it. And yes. people need to hear it from people actually applying mm. it, mm. you know, because the, because you can also just explain things on such a simple level because it's so ingrained in you from applying it to your own life, you know? So, no, definitely. This is, you yeah. know, <laughs> this is beautiful. Very nice. You know. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for being here. <laughs> <laughs> and guys, um, man, it, I feel so, I feel so weird because this is my <laughs> first interview that I've done in a very long time, obviously since, um, you know, we've all been quarantined and whatnot. So I feel so rusty, but um, the motto of the show is the grass is always greenest where you are right now. So I hope that you all remember it and it's so relevant to what we're talking. And actually, I just remembered, I didn't pull you a card. Do yes. you want me to pull you a card? Yes, absolutely. Okay. I think right. uh, we have to follow the traditions. Yes. <laughs> When uh, Barun arrived, this is obviously a new space. I've never shot here before. And I was just kind of like running around trying to figure out everything and I didn't even uh, pull my cards out. So I'm gonna put my microphone down. And first off, would you like a card for something, like a specific question that you want answered or do you want just general knowledge? Let's try specific this time. Okay, know? sure. Last time I did general knowledge. You know? Sure. So do you want to say it out loud or do you, would you rather just keep it in your brain? I'll keep it in my brain. Cool. Yeah. So I have some new techniques, which no one on the show knows about. Only You would only know about it if you've watched me do. I've <laughs> I do these live streams with my friend Dorota. She's a medium. And she has pushed me to now, when I pull a card, just trust my intuition as to what the card means as opposed to reading the little booklet. Yes. I'm not allowed to read the booklet. Uh, I love that she pushes me to do this. So now I just try to go off of what I get. So, okay, so the first card that I pulled is called the Spiral Dancer. 
And here we have a beautiful young lady mm. who is holding this light in her hand. And above it, you can kind of see like a circular, circular yes. spiral. And I'll show the camera for everyone listening on audio. <laughs> I apologize. But yeah, essentially, that's what it is. And so what I'm drawn to is the fact that she's holding this beautiful light in her hand. And even though that is a woman... That is you, your spirit. And that this is what I see. I see that you're holding, you have light in the palm of your hand and you're sharing it. She's lifting it up for everyone to see and she's giving it to the world and you can see it come leaving leaving her hand in a spiral to the rest of the world. And I think that's you and that's what it's saying and, and that through you putting out this information and you sharing that light, it will spiral out into the world and you will continue to grow and yeah. <laughs> that's wonderful. In fact, uh, the way I was thinking is, how do I, wh where do I go next? You know, uh -huh. which way do I go? So I can see. So there that. you go. It will lead you to it. You, it, you, you'll be led to where you need to go, essentially, just by putting your light out there. So that's what that card represents. And then the next card represents, uh, it's called the Rainbow Prince, which it is literally the exact same thing. Here we have a beautiful angel man holding rainbow <laughs> light in the palm of his hand. And he's just lifting it up to the universe. And he's looking He's looking at the light. So I think what it's saying is for you to follow the light. Follow your intuition mm. where you're guided and you'll know where to go. Mm. You don't even need to ask that question, where oh. to go next. You'll know where to go. And it's also it also represents compensation. So I think you're going to start to be... See some, see some compensation for all of your work and all the energy that you've been putting out into the universe. Wow, so. that's beautiful. Very yeah. nice. Yeah, it's powerful. There you go. Wonderful. Yeah. You know, these things are really can inspire you in a big way. Yes. And sometimes when you are a bit wavy and shaky, these things can help you. 100%. Um, so this is wonderful that you do this. This is oh, fantastic. Thank you. Yeah. you. Well, you know, when I was uh, was down again um, a long time ago, I had discovered uh, Oracle cards and they brought me a lot of peace because it's not that like it's whether you believe in angels or spirits helping you or not. You can believe in the power of energy and that what you need to know, you'll be drawn to. Right. And mm. that's sort of just the law of attraction. And so what I picked up. Of course, it's perfect as to what you were asking. And it just, it always is because mm. that's just how energy works, the law of attraction. And we're attracted to what we, you know, need and what our energy is, what our energy is vibrating on. So if, if you can even just think of it on that level, it can sort of just, I don't know, guide you to what you need to know. And it's very peaceful and it helps you trust what you already know because mm. you already know this mm. you don't need these cards to tell you that but sometimes we need to get out of our own heads and hear hear it out loud yeah absolutely i think it gives you a lot of uh, confidence and yes you know assurance you know very important exactly no this is fantastic melissa oh really great. awesome well thank you so much for yeah. being here and uh, it's been so fantastic Thanks so much for listening, guys. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please go ahead and give it a like or subscribe to the series. That would be absolutely awesome. As well as if you want to join our Discord, like I said, I will put the link in the description box for this episode. And check us out on YouTube at Melissa Milotti. And you will find many episodes of Namaste, as well as, of course, the live stream Lunchtime Sunshine series. I am live every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday 
at 1 p.m. for some meditation, uh, to do a gratitude checklist, and to just get into that good feeling state. And of course, sometimes I pull an angel card actually all the time. Every single episode now, I've been pulling an angel card and it's very fun. So I hope you will come and hang out with me there. Love you guys so, so much. Sending you so much love, light and sunshine vibes. Namaste.